Ozzy Osbourne gave a bad rabies. Yeah. Latif and I were just talking about a hypothetical where Ozzy Osbourne bit the bat off, or the head off of the bat, which actually happened. But then the bat wakes up in the hospital, and the doctor's like, good news, we reattached your head. But Ozzy Osbourne gave you rabies. <laughs> and the bat, like, buries his head into his wings. He's like, no! <laughs> Yeah, you're totally right. That's a Family Guy skit just waiting to happen. I know. I could totally see it. <laughs> Brian would be like, yeah, it's worse than being the bat who got rabies from Ozzy Osbourne. It would cut to the bat in the doctor's room. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly how it would go down. <clears throat> Hear that, McFarlane? Don't steal our idea. This is public now. It's ours. Yeah. Actually, you can have it. But during the skit, I want it to be flashed on screen, saying, this was Latif and Matt's idea. <laughs> Repeated flashes. <clears throat> really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, disorienting. Mm. Yeah. Imagine if that actually happened. Oh, I'd lose my mind. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd be so happy. Like, no joke. <laughs> I made it to family guy. Alright, what are we talking about this week, Latif? Maybe a, a very cliched idea that that might not be the best idea for your first film. Yeah. That a lot of people tend to lean towards. Yeah, this started with me getting angry about mm. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about how for your first movie... You know what? I'm, I'm going to say for any movie, mm. don't make movies. And I know you're going to shed your your opinion on this too which is probably better and less emotionally attached than mine but don't make a movie about a filmmaker trying to make it an actor trying to make it or an aspiring writer all of those drive me crazy because mm. they're so overdone there's a couple of them that are great like we were talking earlier adaptation is fantastic mm. uh, what were the ones that you had mentioned? Barton Fink who's a screenwriter mm-hmm. and he's writing pictures yeah uh the disaster artist i really like that one although that is a little different than what you would expect um so it can be done well but the strong majority of them are crap and i just find them very boring for the most part yeah i mean even even the ones that are like actual movies it's hit or miss Mm -hmm. but like the majority of like where that stuff ends up being total crap is like young filmmakers yeah making films about filmmakers trying to make it yeah yeah because it's all they know and it's all they've known for the last couple of years so they they find a they assume it's relatable well it's a trap it's like write what you know it's like the only thing I know is I suck (laughs) (laughs) I can write that into a movie man it's so easy to make shitty movies (laughs) And, and we've all thought about it and the trap is when you're like, that's a good movie. Because <laughs> unless, well, like like you said, like my take is, unless you've got like a very fresh approach to it, or something that's just like rock solid, and you're like, no, that's a great, great way to make that kind of movie. It's usually just like so hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'd say one of the first things you should do to vet that is just Google other movies that have been done. Um, and and I'll say it's a writer I could see someone being like oh but I have this really cool idea where 
the writing is coming to life as they're writing that. You know what? Someone's done that before, and I bet you it's not that good. <laughs> so, like, it, where you said a very fresh take on it, I think you really do have to be... You have to have a very unique view mm. of it. If someone's even come close to doing what you want to do with your aspiring writer, filmmaker thing, mm. I would I would suggest not doing it. I, I think it's going to fall flat. And, like, we get emails and messages all the time of people being like check out my movie and a lot of the time it's about an aspiring filmmaker yeah and it's not very good <laughs> yeah it's 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 a very tough thing to break open and really do it properly because mm-hmm. it's usually got like this like this air of like the story or like the the through line and the journey is kind of reminiscent of what the person is going through they're like yeah. I've been through that you know I know what that's like Maybe if I put it on screen, it'll come true. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> usually it ends with them succeeding and like life is like, they've made it, even though it's not always a happy ending, but it's like they've made it into the industry. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make it into the industry with their film about making it into the industry. So it's very like... Repetitive. It's hard to digest. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I remember, I, I was just telling Teeth this, I'm going to try and make this as vague as possible. Um... But I got a message a couple of years back from a girl that I had known for a while. And she was like, oh, I made my first feature. I'm like, cool, good for you. And she sent me the trailer. And it was just her life, but kind of like romanticized. Like she cast someone that looked pretty much identical to her. Um, she had the same profession as her. She was living with her parents just like she was. And then you could tell like... She pretty much followed the Save the Cat story beat, and the trailer did too, so it was like, kind of set it up, and then she gets a call, because Hollywood read her script, and it's all going to be okay now, and this was even before we started, you and I started working together, so way before Party Stories, and I had just, like, I'd written a couple scripts, nothing huge, and even then, being the at like the first step of aspiring filmmaker, I remember watching this trailer and being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and like, no one can relate to this arguably more than me from the aspiring filmmaker angle. Not mm. that, you know, I'm not female. I didn't live with my parents, but even then I was like, this is painfully, painfully boring. So I think sometimes when people, or most of the time when people make these aspiring filmmaker writer movies, they're forgetting that, one golden rule the only rule that exists about movies is they have to be entertaining yeah and 99.9 percent of the time you're making a movie about that it's not entertaining yeah the ideas really gotta stick out i i think a great way to test this but it, it requires a certain level of self-consciousness and also an ability to, to see how people react to an idea yeah is if you just tell someone you kind of pitch your idea to a friend or a colleague yeah. so you're at a party. See if their eyes glaze over? Yeah, well, you can tell. You just know. Unless, oh, yeah. Unless you're just, like, really, you know, dumb to, like, people's, like, reactions to you. Mm. You can tell when someone thinks you have a dumb or boring <laughs> idea. And you can tell when someone thinks you have a good idea. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that's the great way to, to see whether it's worth making, which is mm. our next topic. But yeah. it's a good test. I, remember, I was just... Yesterday, I was at a... Thanksgiving gathering with some friends and I had this idea for a shirt and I, I pitched it to someone and then he was like oh, uh, uh. he pulled out his phone and started showing me stuff he was like oh my god and 
giving me music mm. that, like, so that connected totally, to it yeah and I was like great that, but everyone I told the idea to has kind of connected to it mm. but there have been ideas where I'm with friends and I tell them my, my idea and I'm like so, yeah so this is what happens and they're kind of like ha ha and like <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work well with you <laughs> so you gotta kind of know and I think when it, if I'm like hey man so next film guy writing a script but man he's having trouble and you're like get out <laughs> if you came up to me and said you're the first five words for your idea was a guy writing a script I feel like I'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> like even I remember when we started doing what we don't say the first draft of the of the script didn't have Ben the main character's profession mm. and then we had talked a lot about like he needed a thing and we had talked about wrestling maybe being a thing like he was just super into that and what we ended up landing on was uh, animation yeah and he liked making cartoons and I remember even then when I was like he likes making cartoons thinking maybe it, we shouldn't do that just because of this aspiring filmmaker thing it's too close to yeah and I think the only reason that it ended up being okay was because it, the movie wasn't about that it was no. just a side thing he likes to do. That's it. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, that that could actually be an interesting take where I think you might be able to get away with it. Say the film is someone who is an actor mm-hmm. and they're not, you know, that's just like what their day-to-day is. But the movie is about they go home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and it's just the worst time. But they happen to be someone who works as an actor. But it's not about that. It's about them having this awful reunion with their family. Yeah, so if if it's just like an aspect of it, but it's not... The movie's not about trying to make it kind of thing. Yeah. I think that could be more digestible. Totally. But, you know, you've got... If you're going to go and, like, the thing they do is what the movie is about, then you you better really have something fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, actually a really good example of something fresh is Tropic Thunder. Mm. Like, that is about actors and directors trying to make a movie. All the things I just said I hate. (laughs) But it's so funny. Yeah, but it's done in such a way where it's really, really good. (laughs) And like, when you talk about a unique take, that's about as unique as it gets in terms of an aspiring filmmaker type of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, another great example, it's not necessarily the kind of filmmaking that we're used to is Boogie Nights. Mm. Um, it very much plays in the same world. Mm-hmm. It talks about a lot of the same things and has characters that are filling similar roles. But at, although that is the backdrop of what it's about, it's really about this kind of really messed up family that's coming yeah. together um, and somehow like forming something kind of nice. But that's like the core of what the movie is. Yeah. The fact that they happen to work in the film industry is just <laughs> the situation um so boogie nights would i i think ironically paul thomas anderson's second movie about mm. that <laughs> what actually, was his first uh heart eight I, I don't think i've heard of this one what is it <laughs> uh, that, that's like um based off like a short he made called cigarettes and coffee it's, it takes place in like vegas um okay but um, i thought boogie nights was his first film too um, okay I've never seen Hard Eight, but Boogie Nights is essentially about that thing we're talking about. Yeah. But it's a very fresh take and mm. it, it's so specific and it actually is about the relationships. Yeah, totally. So, you know, there's kind of an example that does work in that framework. So, yeah. And I, to think about. 
on that note too like the disaster artist it's about literally an aspiring filmmaker this guy he wants to be an actor he can't get anywhere so he funds his own thing but again that's about like his descent into madness basically his friendship with mark and the it just has this aura of insanity to it and those three things are what make it work you know have you seen disasters yeah we watched it together remember oh yeah man damn I got a bad memory dude (laughs) did you think that that movie worked as well like because of those reasons well I think one of the other reasons was because of the the precursor the cult following (laughs) yeah Yeah. and also it's based on a true story so people are like I gotta see this because this person sounds nuts (laughs) Um, so that that probably definitely helped but it, it was such a weird story that yeah I think that's kind of the reason why it's kind of interesting to watch mm. it's not the kind of quirky but pretty normal person trying to make it yeah. it's like this completely off the charts guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who actually ends up making something um you're like what <laughs> that's why i think it's interesting so yeah. um so uh, what like if someone listens to this episode and they're like, man, I have an idea. It is about, let's just say an aspiring writer for the sake of the question. Yeah. It is about an aspiring writer. I don't know if my take on it is unique enough. What kind of test would you say? Like, ask yourself X, Y, and Z. Like, would you have any good questions for them to internalize it and see if it is a unique take or if it's just another kind of generic thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, like, what what is basically the film films like action circled around because I'll tell you like one thing if it's gonna be some guy sitting and having a hard time writing mm-hmm. that's a problem yeah it's boring visually well it's boring visually but like it's such a thing we see in those movies mm-hmm. um, and it's been done well a couple times yeah. so if you're gonna do it it better be better than what Charlie Kaufman did yep and honestly, I don't know if you're gonna be able to top that. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Um, when he's sitting, you know, when Cage is sitting at the typewriter and he's having these thoughts, and mm-hmm. he's like, "This is hilarious. It's so good." Yep. But if you're not gonna do better than that, then what are you doing? Totally. Um. So if that's one of your crucial scenes, mm-hmm. and it's not better than Charlie Kaufman's, then you probably <laughs> don't have something like worth doing there. You might want to like reconsider what that is. Yeah, totally. Um. You know, I think it kind of applies to almost any genre of movie, too. Because I remember when we started, what we don't say, like, we're like, here's a, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. Here's the overarching plot. And here's what makes it different. And that's what we focus on the entire time making the movie. It's not, here's what makes it generic. It's like all these other things that make it different is what makes the movie special. And I think that's ultimately what did make it special and why it's having the you know, whatever, however you gauge success. Like, I think it's doing pretty well. (laughs) But it all came from this idea that was a take on something we'd seen before, Mm -hmm. but done very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, well, you have to kind of approach it in that way. Um, It's very easy to, like, see other movies that that kind of do something that you like and mm-hmm. just kind of follow that formula but it, yeah. unless you're going to do it better than that movie it's hard to 
it's hard to be like, yeah, that's that's worth making. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even try. I'd really try to like figure out what an interesting take is. But the problem is like, especially for like people trying to write, it's not interesting at all. It's so no. boring. It's like the most boring thing ever. If you get, if you watched me or you trying to write a screenplay it's mm-hmm. the worst thing to like experience yeah well we were talking about it earlier I was telling you how I'm in a writing funk right now and yeah. it's like I have an idea I've read you the first like seven pages and like I think it's an interesting idea but I sit and in my head I'm like I'm so ready to write this but then I sit down and I'm like I wonder what YouTube's doing and I think like that's kind of interesting for a 30 second little thing like I just said. Mm-hmm. You know what it's not really interesting for? A 2 hour movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you're going to do that, just do it as a short film first. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't even try the feature. Just do the short film. And if the short film sucks, then you know. Yeah. And you know what? That's it's a, that could be a really interesting test too cuz you could shoot that on your phone for zero dollars you know and you could shoot it 10 times over if you wanted to like you could shoot it be like this sucks but here's what i would do different and do it a couple times over you'll spend zero dollars maybe three months yeah and that's a thoroughly vetted idea at that point you know i mean if you've tried it and it's just not working then you kind of know so i'd say that'd be a good way to test your feature ideas to try to do a short yeah that has like most of it contained you'll know totally you'll know if it works have you ever heard of the i'll call it a social experiment of you know when you were just talking about pitching it to your friends you're like here's my idea here's what happens have you ever heard some people suggest do that but go to a coffee shop and do it to like 15 people standing in line you ever heard of this no uh it that's that's all it is like people the theory is if you can go up to like 10 15 people standing in a line to say would you watch this movie and spill the movie mm-hmm. and see what they say? They're like, then you know you have something to work with. I kind of disagree mm. because you're starting off on such a negative foot. Like if I'm waiting in line for a chicken sandwich or something, and some guy walks up to me, he's like, hey, would you watch this movie? And he pitches it to me. I'd be like, uh, what's, what answer could I say to end this conversation the quickest? <laughs> Just punch him in the face. Well, that doesn't end it. Then I get arrested and it, it snowballs. <laughs> but I'd probably be like, yeah, totally. It's a good idea, man. And he'd be like, thank you. And then he'd go off to his next person. <laughs> so it's kind of a disingenuous answer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, the party thing is good because, well, it depends on the kind of party. If it's a party with all your friends, that's tough. Yeah. But I like to go to a party where I know two people and then like mm-hmm. 17, I have no idea who they are. Yeah. And then at some point I'll talk to some, like one of them at least, and then you can tell mm-hmm. if they're lying or if they're like being nicer than they should be. Yeah, I think you should be able to tell because usually everyone's way more loaded than I am. <laughs> so it's a good way for me to tell. Uh, um, other than that, like uh, I'd say, no, it's tough. Hmm. You know. You might have to just give the script to someone to read it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, too, like, I know we've talked about this before, but give it to someone that you trust. Because yeah. just like that weird dude that approached me in line that I just said, there's some people that are going to be like, yep, it's great. And you'll be like, oh, well, what do you think about this? Oh, it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And those are people you don't really want the opinions on. <laughs> yeah, don't be like, from. Mom, what do you think of this uh, script? <laughs> She's not going to tell you the truth. <sighs>
All right, so so we shave, segue into the next topic? Yes, well, it's very closely related, I guess. Yes, absolutely. So, you have your idea that's been vetted. It isn't about a writer, director, or filmmaker. Hopefully. <laughs> Hope. Just don't do it, guys. <laughs> I'm begging you here. Um, how do you know that it's the idea that you want to make into a feature? Like, or a short. Yeah, either or. Yeah, it has to. I guess it has to pass those like few litmus tests before you're like, all right, this is it. Either someone's like, yeah, because if everyone you take this idea to and you pitch it to, like no one's like on board, mm-hmm. then you're like, you're done. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't make a film by yourself. Totally. Uh, you need actors and stuff. Yeah. And if no one's interested, then your idea is just not good enough. Yeah. And you got to go back to the drawing board and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. I say. Well, uh, there's an interesting question. If someone's in that that circumstance and they're like, no one's really vibing to this, would you recommend being like, look, dude, just abandon it, go get a new idea, or would you say, go, like, retreat, try and find what people aren't responding to about this idea and make it better? Like, which of those two would you recommend? Yeah, it depends on people's initial reactions. Mm-hmm. Because I think if no one likes the idea, then it's probably a problem with the whole thing in general just get a new one yeah it might be a solid like you know plan of what what it's supposed to be mm. but if people just don't like the idea then no one's gonna be attached totally. to it They're like oh I've got this fantastic film about an interior designer who just wins the interior designer championships mm. and then everyone's like that sounds super boring one dimensional yeah like <laughs> I don't want to watch that but you're like, no, I've done all this research. I know how it works. Mm. Got like this new take on interior design. Mm. They're like, listen, man, no one wants to watch that. You know, you gotta, you gotta see whether <laughs> they've got some truth to what they're saying. Yeah. Um, even if it is like very well thought out, I don't think that's the the precursor to what should be made. Or not. Yeah. One interesting thing about that too is like, if you have your interior design idea no one's responding to it and then you shelve it and you go get another idea <clears throat> you hear about this kind of stuff all the time where maybe three projects down the line you realize that that wasn't a movie but that can make one great character in another movie you're planning so you basically like i don't want to say fuse because that kind of implies you're trying to shove it in a hole that doesn't fit in but aspects of what you're doing there maybe it, it'll just hit you that like man that wasn't a full movie people were totally right but i can use aspects of it to enhance this movie that you know might have the same kind of vibe or whatnot mm-hmm. yeah you can you can dissect interesting things and put it into other projects but i i, I don't recommend uh i don't recommend like going forward on something that no one wants to work on i agree <laughs> which happens a lot yeah um I'm thinking about this. I'm like, there's so many like things out there that one guy was like, I gotta make this, and no one wanted to, mm-hmm. but he paid everyone to work on it. The room. Well, yeah, there's there's one, but like, <laughs> so, someone's gotta be like interested in it. I think. Mm. Um, otherwise, like, who are you making the film for? Totally. I don't think it's good to make completely indulgent films. Like, you gotta be able to pique some interest in it. Yeah. Because right? movies are social art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think another really good thing to to ask yourself when it comes to, like, you've got this idea and you're saying, am I going to make this now? Just 
keep the the time commitment in your mind. Like if it's a short, say, can I work? Well, how long did your newest short take you? To start to like from shooting to finish or from writing? No, let's. Because I know you had big breaks in between. Oh yeah. Say, take the breaks out. How long, like, would you say it was start to finish? Actual writing, um, altogether, minus like the spaces, probably maybe six months. Okay. Yeah. So there's a good example. Like, say, am I ready to spend six months of my life trying to make this short? Or if it's a feature, am I ready to spend two years doing this? And like, really think about that and digest it, because you will spend, you know, the equivalent of that amount of time. And if it's a feature, probably that amount of time straight. And if you think about that and you're like, you know what, I really love this idea, but two years of this idea or six months of this idea doesn't really sound that awesome, mm-hmm. then it's probably not the one you're going to want to do because I've never had it. And I'd be curious if you have as well. Um, I've never gotten halfway into a project and just been like, I made a huge mistake. I don't want to make this. <laughs> no, I, I've never had that, but I know people who have feelings like that Mm -hmm. but i think it's like jumping too early i I think that's the huge thing is jumping too early on an idea that's not ready to go yeah um because they're just like afraid that it won't happen or something Mm -hmm. and they're like oh i gotta do it now and they they spring for it yeah and then like 60 70 percent in they're just like done they just can't do it like i don't i don't know what to do well actually that one web series we did in richmond oh yeah, yeah yeah that was the same thing they had a they were like we met them in what April and they were like we're shooting this in May like why because like, we want to yeah like, there's no plan yeah we're like it's not ready yet and they're like no we gotta shoot it in May because they were just so gung-ho to do something yeah and you know and I'm thinking they never finished it yeah that that's a big problem is people rush into something because like they're they're afraid of like a time crunch mm-hmm but if it's not fleshed out, then you're gonna ultimately regret it. Like when you're when you're editing, which is the part where people usually start to regret it. Yeah. It's in, in post production because when you shoot it, even if it's not working, you're like, we're shooting, we're making days. Yeah, there's a lot of energy. Yeah, and then, and then when you sit down and watch it, like, oh god, you know, we should have really thought about this. Yeah. Ironically, for me, the writing process took longer than the actual making of the movie. You know what? I think that's a good thing, and it's one thing I've been thinking a lot about lately, especially since I've been teaching these. Um, the micro-budget seminars at the festivals, I notice that when I'm teaching them, I probably spend like 70% of my time talking about pre-production. Mm-hmm. And then production and post is the other 30% of the time. And I'm like, why is that? And honestly, because I think that's how you should make a movie. <laughs> yeah, the, th- the should... planning should be the most. Exactly. And like, it, even right down to ideas, like take your time with it, make it as good as it can be. Because, you know what, no matter what, especially if you're at this level, by the time it comes out, it's going to have a couple things that you're not happy with. Even if you vet the crap out of it and you spend a lot of time in pre-production. So if you don't spend that time, when it comes out, it's going to have a lot of faults. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, your your metaphor, I think, would re- your idea would kind of relate to, like, say, um, anything to do with, like, athletes. Mm-hmm. The amount of time training. Yeah is just way more than the actual execution of the thing. Oh, yeah. So, like, you you know, put it to, like, team sports, like basketball, whatever. They train way more than they actually play. Yep. But for, like, even small things that require, like, very high high execution, and it's, like, a one-person thing, like a running, like a sprint, Mm -hmm. they train so much for that. 
and yeah. then the actual race as well like a, a minute yeah totally <laughs> so it's, it's all about like getting ready to do the thing because the thing happens so quick yeah um, so if you're not doing that properly then when you actually do it it's not going to really end up being what you need yeah. I think absolutely absolutely yeah. would there be any other mental exercises you think people could do to see if this is what they want to do next <laughs> I think you got to be able to read it without like feeling unsure or unhappy about parts of it. I think if you can't read the whole thing once without going, this is pretty solid, then you might have problems. If you're like glazing over stuff and be like, oh, you know, that doesn't quite work, but we'll figure it out or something. <laughs> if you if you always kind of toss something to the side, it's not going to happen. Mm. You've got to think about every every part of the thing. But yeah, bottom line, like, <laughs> take your time. And you know what? I think a lot of people view that as a negative thing. I really view it as a positive thing because, like, we're not in a studio system. system. Mm. Studio system. We're not in a studio system. Let me get I'm, the dictionary. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. We're not in a studio system. So it's not like <clears throat> someone's hiring you to, like, here's $100 million. Your release date is X. Can mm. you make it happen by then? Which, don't get me wrong, it'd be great if someone funded any of our things or any of anyone's things. But mm. we have the time to do things right. Yeah. Take that time. You need it. You need it. <laughs> for sure. No one's, like, pressuring you to finish it, so don't, like, do that for, like, yeah. I don't know, festival deadline or some shit like that. Totally. You can just wait till the next year. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Cool. Cool. You want to do the outro this week? <clears throat> I'll try. Okay, you got this. I believe in you. Penis, 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 penis. <laughs> That's <laughs> been brought to you by Pippa. That is P-I-P-P-A dot I-O. Podcast hosting service that's cheap and awesome. <laughs> I was like really thinking, and as soon as I got to the mic, I was like, penis, penis, penis. <laughs> My brain was just like, say penis. I was like, okay, okay. No problem, brain. <laughs> All right, catch you next week.